I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. We've covered a... A lot of ground. We have heard some remarkable and compelling stories here on today's episode. I would invite you to listen to the podcasts again. We have spoken to heroes. We have uh, spoken to men and women of law enforcement. We have heard their story. We heard the story of two brothers, Brad and Lyle Berglund, who last Thursday witnessed a plane crash in Centerville. And what did they do? Well, they were, they were on their way to work. And instead of continuing on, they pulled over and sprinted towards the danger. It was almost a quarter mile they ran, hopping over fences, ultimately extracting two passengers from that aircraft and staying with them until emergency responders arrived. You can hear that whole conversation with the Berglund brothers. You can find it at kslnewsradio.com in the podcast menu or wherever you download your podcasts on your iPhone or your Android and, of course, via the KSL News Radio app, powered by Any Hour Services. If you have any thoughts on any of these stories, any questions, 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I'd be welcoming of your comments. Always eager to hear from uh, listeners to these uh, great stories. I want to take a few moments now to look backwards uh, a little ways. When the race for governor started shaping up. There were uh, candidates who joined me on these airwaves, and we had conversations for the first time. I spoke to uh, these four men as candidates for the very first time. John Huntsman, Jr., current Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, businessman Thomas Wright, and former Speaker of the House Greg Hughes. What I want to do now is I want to share with you their answers to some of the questions I asked them months ago as this campaign was kicking off. Now, why today? Well, we are on the eve of the primary here in the state of Utah. Tomorrow, June 30th, is primary day here in the state. It's the last day to get your uh, mail-in ballot postmarked or delivered. It's important because whoever occupies the governor's mansion here in the state uh, occupies a role of great importance. Chief Executive Officer of the state. And these uh, four men on the Republican side have been seeking their party's nomination. And as history would instruct us and inform us, the highest of likelihoods is that whichever of these four candidates receives the Republican nomination, they will likely go on to victory, defeating their Democratic challenger, opponent, defeating their opponent, ultimately uh, making their way to the governor's mansion and 
uh, bearing the title of governor of the great state of Utah. So it was uh, some time ago I sat down in studio with John Huntsman Jr. and I asked him very uh, frankly, why would you like to be the governor of the great state of Utah once again? Three words. Uh, State, service, and future. I think those three words really summarize why we are in this race. Um, Reflecting on uh, the responsibility of being governor, which is the greatest honor that we've ever had in in our lives, um, you are mindful that the people of this state elect you and put you in office for one reason, and that is to look into the future, to look around the bend, and to anticipate risk to their well-being. And you try to identify risk out there and mitigate that risk through good public policy. And you do it with the legislature. You do it with the executive branch. Uh, you do it with civil society and private sector and gr- good old individuals throughout the state, which is the greatest state in America. As you've just heard from uh, John Huntsman Jr., and you will hear from the other remaining three candidates for the GOP nomination, I want you to th- just know that this is a question I asked of them months ago. And as you hear their answers to the question of why are you running for governor, uh, look at the message that they are communicating now. Does their response of months ago agree with the trajectory of their campaign today and the message they're communicating? Uh, Next up in this uh, this lineup is uh, current Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox. I asked him some time ago, why are you running for governor? We, we care deeply about this state. We love this state. And uh, this state has been so good to us, uh, raising our kids in rural Utah, um, the opportunity to be here on, on the Wasatch Front to serve the people. I've, I've been able to travel all over the state, and, and I, I just believe that we are the best state for so many reasons. And, and to know and to see firsthand uh, the good things that are happening and to be able to keep those going, but also the challenges that, uh, that we're facing as a state. And, and to be perfectly honest, the governor came to me one day and said, hey, I've, I've decided not to run for governor. And uh, I've decided that you are. And uh, I want to talk about those things. He said, I feel very strongly that you have the the background and and, um, what what we need. Next up, answering the same question of why are you running for governor is businessman and former chairman of the Republican Party here in the state of Utah, Thomas Wright. Utah is at a critical point. Uh, there are we have done great. Utah has led the way. We've been named uh, the best managed state. We've been the brightest star on the flag. But we have some serious challenges. The next decade will determine Utah's future for many, many years to come. I believe in Utah. I love Utah. It's so exciting for me to talk about Utah and to travel the state. I know so many great people, but we have some pressing problems. And I believe I have the leadership skills and the vision to tackle those and to make Utah a better place. I like that line, brightest star on the flag. That's a good one. Uh, Finally, I asked former Utah House Speaker Greg Hughes the very same question I asked the other three candidates. Why should people vote for you? What I bring, Lee, is I think I bring out some measurables, some deliverables. We've we've tackled some very difficult issues here. And when you do that, you kind of get beat up sometimes. Mm -hmm. And what you don't want in politics are the types that say, you know, I'll say nothing to offend no one. Uh, where are the people going so I can lead them there? This state, collectively, we have to have some discussions, conversations. The economy's changing right out from under our feet. It's changing very quickly. Producer Amy has reached out or will be reaching out to these four campaigns over the next hours. Uh, and the invitation is for them to join us tomorrow. And we will ask the, the very same question, uh, which I asked them months ago. And we will compare those answers uh, and that will be uh, the last word we hear from these candidates before uh, the deadline arrives. Tomorrow, primary day, 
Why don't you get your mallet, your 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 ballot in the mail? All right, we're voting by mail entirely here in the state of Utah. Sit down if you haven't done so yet. Fill it out, sign it, get it in the mail. You and I together will rock the vote from home with everyone else here at KSL News Radio. One final segment remains on today's episode of Live Mike. We're going to talk about a long and sad list of companies which have had to close their doors as a result of the coronavirus. The most recent one reaches back to my childhood, and to know that Chuck E. Cheese is closing its door gives me pains. It's sad. I feel like a chapter of my childhood is coming to an end. That's a heartbreaking thing. I'll share you, share with you that information plus much more on that list of companies closed due to the coronavirus ahead on Live Mike. Emily Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.